Did they make contact? No, I don't, I don't know. It's pretty close, but this is going to be a drag wow. race. Right Look there. at this. Moves him wow. to win it. Carl Edwards bumping, dump, and run. Those are, not, those are nudges. That's racing. Aggressive, but it's that's good, good hard racing. Oh! oh he puts him out of the groove there. Oh, man. Here comes Gordon right up to the bumper again. Did you hear that wheel spin, Ben? Yeah, I did hear that wheel spin. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to the Bump and Run Podcast. I'm your host, Michael D.Y., joined by my two best friends, Matt the Statman Riley and Eric Daytona Ron. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you guys had yourself a Kyle Larson type of weekend. Five-time winner, second win at a road course this weekend. Watkins Glen, hell of a race, the gold bowling at the Glen. And I absolutely loved it. And you want to know what? I would also love it if you guys would like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know. Spread the word. Spread the butt cheeks. Get this thing rolling along every, uh, well, we're late. We'll mention why we're late this this week. Uh, but usually we're available every Monday night. Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, the Audacity app, the Audible app. If you're going from... Maybe you're listening to an audiobook. Maybe you're listening to the biography of Dale Earnhardt and you want to switch over to some modern NASCAR? Listen to the Bump and Run podcast. Tell all your friends. And of course, a video available every Tuesday morning, except for, except for this Tuesday. It'll be available Thursday morning on YouTube, the Bump the and Run podcast YouTube channel. Tell all your friends. Follow us at Bump the Letter and Run Pod on Twitter. Check out the Facebook page. Check out the website, bumpandrunpod.com. But most importantly, I want to know, how was your guys' weekend? Matt, we're doing this late. Uh, you want to tell everyone why we're recording Wednesday instead of uh, the typical Monday night? Uh, yeah. Um, so we just I just got uh, back from, uh, from my honeymoon, actually. Uh, we got my wife and I got married in, uh, in October. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We got, got married in October, middle of the pandemic. Uh, couldn't really um, couldn't really plan anything, any kind of crazy trip, you know, yeah. that that included flying or whatnot. So uh, we kept it within the states just because we didn't want to get stuck somewhere because of COVID and all that. So we went down oh, to Fort yeah. Lauderdale. Uh, that was my first time in in that part of Florida, Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I'll so, tell you what. so what's down in Fort Lauderdale? Is that on the, uh, the East side or is that like on, yeah. on the Gulf it's, side? It's like essentially like, cause my dad kept saying to me like, Oh, are you gonna, are you gonna go check out like Daytona? And I'm like, no dad, it's, it's South Miami or it's South, South, South beach, Florida. So it's about 40 minutes North of, of South beach. Like you could pretty much like at nighttime, uh, if you're standing on the beach, like you could kind of see like Miami yeah. down way down the coast. So, but it was beautiful. Like besides the, the million degree temperatures, like it, it was a really, really cool, cool place to go. Um, I highly, highly suggest it expensive, you know, yeah. but that's, that's kind of to be understood, hey, but, uh, you're on vacation. It's your honeymoon. You got to go buck it, wild, right? It was a nice, it was a nice getaway. Got to see some gators in the Everglades. Yeah. Got to, there was actually got a, a little sand shark right in front of us at the beach. Cool. Kept me out of the water for half a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like jaws coming to life. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, a little two foot sand shark, but that's two feet bigger than I wanted to say. Now I got to so, know though. Did you order one of those giant bowl drinks 10 minutes before the place is about to close? 
No, no, <laughs> I didn't. No, I did not. I stayed away from watermelon drinks. I'll tell you what, though. We if, you missed this... the, if you missed that story, it was a couple episodes ago. Matt, uh, Matt ordered a giant watermelon booze drink in Ocean City, Maryland, about 10 minutes before the place was about to close. Yeah, and it was like $50, $60, something like that. So I had no choice but to slam it. And that was an awful night and next day. Oh, but yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> we did go We did go to like this Mexican restaurant. And yeah. um, it was like a like genuine like Mexican. Like we got greeted at the door Real by authentic. the actual like by the actual like like Spanish, like full blown Spanish owner who broke very, who spoke very broken English, you know, brought us to our table, gave us the rundown of the specials. Very nice guy. Yeah. Normal, normal Mexican place. And, uh, at about eight thirty nine o'clock, we were just wrapping up dinner, finishing our drinks, thinking about what bars to go to out of nowhere. The place turned into a freaking party. A dance they club. brought out. They, dude, they brought out sombreros. It happens. It's crazy. Everyone. They brought out. They brought out trays of tequila. They yeah. never asked us. I guess because we had drinks, they never asked us our age. But started handing us tequila shots. <laughs> and that turned into a party. It was amazing. That's awesome. So yeah, little things like that. But it was it was cool. It's nice to be back. Um, I'm ready. Ready now. I'm you know to switch gears into into NASCAR playoff mode and especially football mode. I'm ready for after 100 degree weather for five straight days. I'm ready for the fall. Yeah, I, I I feel like uh there's places all over the country where like they're very unassuming and they all of a sudden just turn into nightclubs out of nowhere. Like you, you flick a switch and all of a sudden like you're having dinner and then all of a sudden there's just boom 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 and there's that's like people grinding all out shit. That's oh, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what happened. It was just dinner to a nightclub, like no warning. But yeah. it was it was cool. It was fun. I uh, I thought it was funny too. Your dad's like, "Oh, are you heading to Daytona?" I feel like people that uh, have never really explored Florida don't realize how big and how far everything yeah. is away from each other. Like even even like as a NASCAR fan, you think like, "Oh, well, why would they go to Miami?" at homestead when they could go to daytona and they're like four hours away from each other it's yeah. insane my my buddy nick was was texting me and he said that he's oh you know his i guess his parents have a place in saint augustine so he was going down there and i was like no shit like oh we'll meet up you know we'll meet up and go out or what yeah. i i i got on the app to to see how far it was saint augustine is four hours away oh, yeah from Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, never mind. I guess that's like, not happening. I like him. I don't like it enough yeah, to drive four much. hours yeah. on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another another tip too. Uh I always learn things the hard way. Yeah. If you're renting a car, don't use a debit card. Use a credit card. They whack you the another seventy dollars if you use a debit card. Really? Yeah. Bullshit. Mm. I try to I try to use a credit card as much as possible. You gotta rack up all those points, you know? Yeah. How about screwed you? myself. How about you, Eric? What'd you do this weekend? Ah, uh, well, back on the liquor. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so my, uh, you know, I think my uh, my resting weekends are behind me. I'm rejuvenated a little bit here, and I got some, you know, things upcoming. Some uh, there's a music festival that I'm going to, and there's an air show coming to Pocono. Um, oh yeah, I so can't I gotta, wait for the air show. When, that's next yeah, week, uh, right? Uh, 22nd. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, Sunday, 22nd. So, you know, I got to get back in a, the, you know, the partying and going out mood here. And, uh, I think Wedding's I'm ready for coming it. up. Yep. Oh yeah. Wedding's coming up football season. I, that's what I, I, I don't call it football season anymore. I call it day drinking season. Yeah. You start at noon on a Saturday and you finish on uh Sunday night around eight 30. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're long it's weekends. Around the, it's around the corner, you know, it's, it's been hot here too, Matt. So you're down there sweating, you know, it's, it's been in the nineties here and, I can't, um, but the I, nights have been cooler though, which you could tell the fall and that football weather, you know, it's, 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 it's almost it's approaching. Yeah. Not quite yet though. Yeah. And you know what that means? NASCAR playoff season just yes. around the corner, only three races away. I can't wait. But uh, Eric, like you said, the last couple of days here in Northeast Pennsylvania have been thick, like oh, brutal, thick, and, brutal. And uh, the UV, I thought the UV index went up to 10. I thought like 10 was the highest. No, yeah. not so fast. My friend, an 11, <laughs> an 11. I, I was under the umbrella on the beach last day. I did so good. You guys know me very well. I'm yeah. as white as a sheet of paper. Oh yeah. And uh, I did so good the whole time. And I was under the umbrella the whole last day out of the sun. I was the only time I was in the, in the sun was when we were in the water for like maybe 15 minutes at a time. Yeah. I in ended up shark getting, attacks. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up getting burned on my legs because apparently when the UV index is that high, it can reflect off the sun and still get you. So I really? still got sunburned underneath an umbrella. I'm like the only person in the world history that <laughs> got sunburned under an umbrella. You know what, uh, you know, when I go to the beach, I always forget to do is put, um, sunblock on the top of my feet. And then all of a sudden you just have like, like I'll wear like slides to the beach or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like the tops of my feet are burnt. And then there's just a giant line where the, the strap is. And then my tootsies get all burnt. And for some reason, I don't know if you guys are like this, but every now and then when I get sunburned in a place that doesn't get sun a lot, that burn will last for like months and months. It'll be like December. And the light will hit it just right. And I'll see that line on my foot. I'm like, man, how, uh, the, how the hell is that still discolored? Kind of makes me nervous. Uh, I'm also a, a pretty fair-skinned boy. Yeah, we, uh, That's a mistake you only make once, though. See, Eric doesn't know what we're talking about because uh, Daytona Ron over there, uh, when we used to go to the beach as teenagers in our early 20s, he just put iodine and baby lotion on or uh, baby oil or whatever. Old Ginzo trick, baby. It's an old Ginzo trick. Yeah, he, he's like, oh, my grandma made me some tanning oil. <laughs> and like he, he just runs up and like I'd be burning to a crisp. I was oh, going to say, if I, put, if, if I put baby oil on my body and went outside during the summer, I'd, I'd be in the ICU. Oh, yeah. Your skin would be bubbling up and stuff. Yeah. I've had, oh, it's miserable, miserable. But yeah. we're, we're powering along through the summer. We're just at Watkins Glen for the NASCAR race. Nice trip up to upstate New York. I almost drove up there on uh, on Sunday morning. I was really debating it. It was right around 10 o'clock. I was like, oh, it's like a two and a half hour drive. The race starts at three. It's a quick race. I'll be back home before nighttime. The only thing that, that kept me was we've had so much rain in Northeast PA lately that I let the back grass just go. And I had to cut it on Sunday. And in fact, I had to cut it twice because the lawnmower kept getting jammed up and stuff. I'm not making that mistake again next year. Next year, I'm going to Watkins Glen because this was a fantastic race. We'll get into it during our race grades. But uh, do you guys want to jump into the the news from the last week? Let's hear it. Yeah. So uh, kind of a slow news week. Um, and we recorded... Uh, on Monday night, Tuesday, I feel like Tuesday is the day that all the news breaks when it comes to silly season because it was finally announced and confirmed Ross Chastain will drive the number one car for track house racing in 2020. And uh, something I never noticed before, 
Um, the number one font has been the same since the days of the number one car in DEI back in the late 90s and early 2000s when Steve Park drove it. I never realized they never changed the font. And Matt, I, I can't off the top of my head, I can't remember who the competition director was for uh for Hoots. D- David Hoots. No, he's oh, just on the oh, Dale oh, Jr. Oh, download oh, the Ty, other day. Ty Norris. Ty, Ty Norris. Norris. So Ty Norris was uh, basically ran the show for DEI for a long time. Kind of got forced out with um, with the whole Teresa Earnhardt thing. Moved over to Michael Waltrip Racing. Kind of got screwed over when it came to Spingate. He he was a big fall guy during that whole controversy with that. And uh, now he's working for Trackhouse Racing. And it's kind of neat. It came full circle. Because he left DEI in not the greatest terms. And now he gets that number one car back. And they have the 99. I thought that was pretty cool. They'll probably do some marketing with with the number one in the 99 car. So big congratulations to Ross Chastain. I feel like we kind of already saw that coming. Of course, rumors are that Kurt Busch is going to be going to 2311's uh, second car. If Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan can secure a second um charter and it sounds like rick ware is willing to lease one of those charters so uh, i'm assuming it'll probably be to denny for the right price we'll be uh we'll be interested to see just get it out of his hands oh yeah just give it to any type of car that's willing to commit and and, and try to compete yeah i mean rick ware running four full-time cars is is just ridiculous they should focus on a one car operation and try to finish in uh inside the top 30 once in a while uh, we'll talk about one of his drivers in a little bit in our last place segment. But uh, yeah, just confirmation, Ross Chastain going to be the number one car, seeing where Kurt Busch is going to land in the next couple of weeks. Uh, he says that everything's pretty much buttoned up. They're just waiting on a few uh, few T's to cross and some I's to dot and whatnot. Um, another story we've been following throughout the year, Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, a lot of people want to see the Cup Series and NASCAR race at Nashville Fairgrounds. They've been having conversations with the city. The the mayor signed a letter of intent with Dale Jr. and Marcus Limonis from uh, from SMI and all that stuff. And um, is it Marcus Limonis or no? He's from Camping yeah. World. No, yeah, he's Camping World. No, it was yeah. um, Marcus, Marcus Smith? Smith. Marcus Smith from uh, from SMI. SMI and everything. So they've been they they've been doing like town hall meetings and whatnot. The the residents not happy about the prospect of a race at Nashville fairgrounds. Although they just had an Indy car race on the streets of Nashville. Um, but apparently, apparently the residents are too happy about that either. I saw someone tweet that. I don't know if one of you guys sent it to me. I forget, you know, who, who sent it, but uh, it was like, somebody I, I, tweeted yeah, out like, did. I, I remember it was big news on Twitter. Yeah. The whole thing. Cause someone, someone like screenshotted the bridge being shut down and like yeah. four or five city blocks being shut yeah. down. And we're like, and we can't race at the, at the like Nashville Speedway or the fairgrounds. And I'm like, oh my God, like what a good burn. Oh know? yeah. It's so Be, true. You want to know why? Because they make a great point too. And uh, yeah, so they said conversations are still going on with the fairgrounds and NASCAR. The earliest it could happen would be 2023. So we're, we're a while away from hearing any real confirmation, but yeah, just, I mean, you can't argue a racetrack that's already there and is already holding races. The SRX series was there for one of their last races, or maybe it was the finale of the season. 
and uh, there hasn't been really yeah, any issues. Chase, Chase, Chase ran that one. He that's the one he won. But that was like that was a great race, and that speedway looked like a lot of fun. That's candidly, that's the only type of racing I've ever watched on on the actual fairgrounds. You know, yeah, track itself, and it was a great track. It produced really fun racing. Yeah. If you like short track racing, uh, head on over to YouTube and search SRX and Nashville Fairgrounds. That was one of the greatest like races I've seen in a long time because those cars were so fast on that short track. It was it was a whole lot of fun to watch. It was really interesting, especially if, you know, of course, Chase and his dad were racing against each other and uh, the other SRX guys. It was just it was a really fun race to watch. But uh, yeah, NASCAR trying to trying to make some stuff happen. We'll see what happens there. Um, it's actually the the course for uh, the truck series this week in iRacing. So I turned some laps on on the fairgrounds racetrack on Monday night, and it was a bear. I don't know if the setup was just bad, but it it was it was not as fun as uh, the SRX race was to watch. So hopefully, if NASCAR does go there, it'll produce some good racing. I'm sure it will, though. Um, let's see, uh, real slow news week, but I thought this was a pretty interesting story because it kind of incorporates some NASCAR history in with it. So Wendell Scott, his family is going to receive his race win trophy from the 1964, uh, Jacksonville 200. And if you don't know who Wendell Scott is, he was the first ever, uh, black NASCAR driver Way back in the early 60s, he drove through the 60s and 70s. In fact, he's the only black man or woman to win a NASCAR Cup Series race. Now, it was marred in controversy, though, because it did happen in 1963. And this is kind of the depressing part. It happened during the Jim Crow South era. And, um, well, NASCAR was afraid of what would happen if a black man won a NASCAR race in the South in the 60s. So they actually awarded the race win to the guy that came in second. It was Buck Baker. And uh, through scoring, they actually figured out he was two laps down in the race. So Wendell Scott lapped the field two times. Eventually, they made it right. They awarded Wendell Scott the win about two years later. It goes down in the history books. He is a winner. But he never got the trophy, which I I feel was kind of upsetting. But this this coming... um, finale for the regular series season at Daytona his family is going to receive that trophy I don't know if it's an original or if it's like a reproduction of the trophy from the 60s I believe uh Buck Baker left the track with that trophy so I don't I don't know whatever happened to that original one but I just thought it was a pretty interesting story um NASCAR trying to kind of right a wrong that happened in uh just a rough time in American history and of course NASCAR history as a whole too so uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, Wendell Scott, he's a NASCAR Hall of Famer. He was inducted in 2015 and unfortunately passed away in 1990. So he ne- he never got to receive the trophy. He did receive the check, though, which I did think was interesting. Helped uh, helped his race team keep going for a couple more years. He retired in the 70s after some injuries in Talladega. But uh, his family going to receive the trophy he never got in 1964 at Daytona. Coming up in a couple weeks. And that is... Your NASCAR news slash history lesson for today on the Bump and Run podcast. I just thought that was a cool little one. I like that. Um, maybe, maybe we'll do some history in the future. We got a long off season coming up. Maybe, uh, maybe like a like a this week in in the in history NASCAR. of NASCAR. You know, what? You know? I think I think uh, we're having our production meeting on air here, but I, I think that is a good <laughs> idea. Maybe maybe when news is light, we'll just add a little history segment 
Um, something that's going to happen in the future, though. In fact, coming up in just a few days, Austin Sindrick is going to be making his final cup start of the season at the Indy Road Course this weekend. Now, Austin Sindrick, great road course racer. I think all of us really had high expectations for him to race in uh, that Penske equipment in his couple starts here because most of them have been at road courses, but uh, he hasn't really had the performance that we thought he would. He he would show greatness early on in the race, but you know, just uh, things would happen at Coda, the rain and everything really ruined his day. And then I think his last race was what at road America. And he got into uh Matt Benedetto. And I think one of his brakes blew up, right? Am I remembering that correctly? That was, he did race at road America. Cause I picked them. Yeah. And he got one point. That was, um, that's what I was just about to say that I know Matt picked him for that race and he did not do well. Spoiler yeah. alert. I'm not picking him this week. Yeah. I yeah. would, uh, I would stay far away yeah. from him. Um, he might be good for a stage point early on though. Uh, but yeah, he'll be making his last cup series race of the season. Of course, going full time next year in the number two car for team Penske. So it'll be interesting. Uh, to see what happens next season for him. I actually do. Uh, I said it last week. Normally, I like to pump the brakes on rookies, but I do have high expectations for Austin Cindric next year, uh, especially since everyone's going to be in a new car. I think he uh, I think he might pull off a road course win. If we have as many road courses this or next season as we do this season, I think that's a lot of opportunities for him. Of course, he's got to have to uh, to beat Team Hendrick, who are the road course kings this uh, this year. What's they, up, Matt? They, sh- they should be, um, I keep seeing it on Twitter. They should be announcing next year's schedule, like literally any day now, um, yeah. any day or any week now they, they should be announcing it. So that'll definitely give us, you know, that's something to look for, uh, coming up here shortly that we'll, we'll be, I'm assuming we'll be diving into that as well. If there's any, if there's any big shakeups. Absolutely. I'm look. I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing what we have in store for next yeah. season. Because uh, coming into the season, I wasn't too thrilled about how many road courses we actually had. And uh, so far, I'm loving all the road courses. So hopefully hopefully we don't get road course fatigue, though. I know we still have one coming up this week. So back-to-back road courses. And then, uh, of course, the Roval later on in the season and in the playoffs. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a sad story. Legendary broadcaster Bob Jenkins passed away at the age of 73. He had cancer. And uh, he he was a broadcaster for years, especially es sorry ESPN uh, made some legendary calls. There's some great calls of him uh, actually calling races at, at Indy in the Brickyard. Um, that I, I was watching some highlights earlier on in the week on YouTube, and uh, just a, just a sad passing. Um, you know, cancer sucks. What are you gonna do though? Uh, let's see, Matt, you said the Knoxville nationals are going to be this week. Uh, do you have any news on that? I don't know much about the Knoxville nationals. I believe they start tonight. I think there's, um, heat, heat races or something going on. Um, it's, it's the, next to the chili bowl. I, I well, actually, I think it's even bigger than that. The Nashville Knoxville nationals are like the biggest like sprint car event of the year. So okay. believe that is happening. Uh, like I said, starting like probably what is it quarter after seven on, on Wednesday here, like now. Okay. And so, I guess it goes through the weekend. So if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow and you want to check out some racing, uh, later on the night, check out the Knoxville nationals, uh, a story. I just saw a break on Twitter. Uh, Texas is going to host the all-star race again in 2022. Um, they're just promoting the return. No set date. Of course, uh, we'll, uh, We'll figure out when, oh, Longhorns. I was trying to figure out what you were doing there. 
Daytona Ron's a Texas Longhorns fan. Uh, but yeah, Texas is going to be hosting the All-Star Race yet again. I didn't think the All-Star Race was as bad as people um, thought it was going to be this past year. Uh, you guys could go back and listen to our thoughts on that a couple episodes ago. Um, so we'll see what happens. And I think we're we gonna... ripped it. We ripped it to shreds. We ended up all enjoying it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I hope, uh, I hope Sammy Hagar comes down again too and, uh, gets the year right this time. Um, but yeah, and what you want to, what we're going to do something fun, maybe later on in the show where we'll talk about the all-star race and maybe, maybe some different formats you could do, uh, inspired by the Olympic games. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had for NASCAR news this week. Kind of a slow news week, um, but but some interesting stories. Uh, let's see. So yeah, you guys want you guys want to jump into the the race weekend? Usually we do this on Monday nights. I feel like I'm a little bit more crisp on Monday nights. It's get, it's Wednesday. I'm getting a little burnt out at work, and uh, my mind's a little foggy. So the flow yeah, is not as the, great by as the it normally time is. Wednesday rolls around. I think you know you, you get over that hump. We're all we're, we're all already looking forward to the weekend instead of back. So bear with us here today. We're gonna we're, we're trying to bring it to you a little bit, oh, yeah. but. I, it's I, hard am, all of us. I am excited for the Indy road course this weekend. We'll get into that, but uh, yeah, back to Watkins Glen, New York this past weekend, the trucks and Xfinity series had a double header on Saturday. The truck race, unfortunately cut short due to uh, some lightning delays happening. It got me a little nervous that they wouldn't get the Xfinity race in, but they got that whole thing in. No problem. Your truck race winner of course was Austin Hill. And he got a little practice the day before he raced the Arca race on uh, Watkins Glen, which was a pretty decent race, too, if you got to check that one out. Ty Gibbs was your race winner later on. What can we say about Ty Gibbs that we haven't already said? I mean, this kid is a real deal. And, like, people will say, like, oh, he's in his grandpa's equipment. He gives him the best equipment. Yeah. But he also beat two of the best road course racers in the series on Saturday in all J yeah. or AJ, sorry, AJ Allmendinger and Austin Sindrick. So, and when you're, you're, you're putting up wins against those guys on their playgrounds, you're, you're the real deal. This kid is, uh, when you're not even a full-time trucker or Xfinity car driver, yeah. it's, uh, I keep getting more and more impressed by him. He's, he's got all the talent in the world. And like you said, it's, it's not a dollar bill that jumps behind the wheel and drives. It's, it's him. Yeah. And, uh, he's the one that pilots through those races and, and he's, he's phenomenal. So young too, like just me, turning 19 in a couple months. For me, like this is almost as crazy as like, as far as comparing it to like when, um, William Byron yeah. was, you know, yeah. came from like, you know, his video game background and the simulator background and how he just dominated as soon as he got into a real truck and yeah. then, you know, real car. He just, it was like, he it's was like, where did this kid come it. from? You know? Yeah. And I think Ty is the same way. Like, yeah, he's in good equipment, but like you still have to perform and he's performed every single time he's gotten behind the wheel of that car. So, yeah, he might come from money, he might come from some people, some names that are in the sport for a while. But, you know, you still have to put down, you know, the performance behind the wheel. And he is doing that. And it, he's kind of making it look easy. Absolutely. Your reference is probably better than what I was going to say. I, I Dovin, you, you can appreciate this being a Jaguars fan, but it almost reminded me of like. 
Trevor Lawrence, you know, when he was in high school, he was so dominant in high school and everyone was talking about him, like coming, when he comes up into the, up into college, he's going to, he's going to dominate. And, and he did, and he was just on a whole different level. Well, that's kind of like Ty Gibbs, you know, he's kind of in the, in the high school mode right now with, with the Arca series and he's showing flashes in these higher series and it's, it's, he's got all the hype behind him and right, rightfully so. I mean, right now I'm, I'm not looking to confirm this, but I'm almost certain that the only winners from Joe Gibbs racing the Xfinity series this year have been Ty Gibbs and Kyle Busch. I mean, I don't, I'm pretty sure Harrison Burton hasn't won this year. He has, he hasn't surprised because he had a couple, which is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I know Daniel Hemrick has, and he's been having terrible luck the last couple of years. And uh, two or three wins. And the other driver, the, the 54 this season, Ty, uh, Ty Dillon, he hasn't finished out in, in the top 20. Um, so you could say, oh, it's Joe Gibbs equipment. No one else is performing in Joe Gibbs equipment. It's Brandon Jones hasn't won. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think. I don't think Brandon Jones is, uh, has won in a long time. Has he ever won in the Xfinity series? Yeah. Yeah. He has one win, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, he won last year, actually. Yeah, either way. I mean, Ty Gibbs, real deal. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what he does next year. I'm sure he'll go full time in the Xfinity series. I don't see him making a stop in trucks, and I don't think he needs to at all. Um, I agree. I agree. I think I've seen enough from him to make yeah. that jump. I know we always talk about, hey, the right way to do it: come up through the ranks, and yeah. you like to see that way of coming up. But there's talent when you see it. You know that you know they deserve to just go right to where there's a ride available. Yeah, that actually uh, jogged my memory too. Uh, back to the news section. Uh, Haley Deegan going to be spending another year in trucks. I think she's doing it the right way, trying to gain some experience and uh, and take her career path a, a little slower than I'm sure she could. I'm sure she could get pushed to the Xfinity series real quick just because of her name uh, and, and everything alone. But she's going to look to uh, race some Xfinity series races to maybe put together a part time schedule while running full time in trucks. Uh, just an update that I remember seeing on Twitter. I think Eric, you told us about it last yeah. week and I forgot yeah. to put it down. Um, but let's get to Sunday, your cup series race winner. No surprise here. It was a Hendrick duel to the end and Kyle Larson picking up what his fifth win of the season, his second road course win of the season, his second road course win ever beating out the King of the road chase Elliott. I thought it was a great race. What did you guys think about it? Oh, I thought it was excellent. Um, you know, we, we talked about it and it was like everything. It, it just, you, you know, when just everything just lines up and it just works out. Like, yeah, I feel like the NASCAR gods have been listening to us and our podcast and <laughs> yeah. all the little things that we've been asking for all those, you know, the race time, the race length, you know, yeah, like, no. like, it's everything just the seems like it was just, of just it. came together, right? And um, I think Watkins Glen just proved to just be, you know, it is my favorite road course. I was hyped for Watkins Glen. I know I told you guys, um, it might have been that Sunday morning, like, you know, I forgot how much I loved Watkins Glen until yeah. I started really watching it again. Like, what he alluded, you know, we added a lot of more road courses into the schedule and you know, did that kind of, you know, put Watkins in the shadow for a little while? Yes, for me, it did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once they got there, to me, if the other road courses, you could tell that they just aren't true. You know, they were kind yeah. of they're gimmicky in a way, you know, like the Roval and those ones. They kind of like make them up. This one, true road course. It just put on 
such a show. Yeah. Absolute incredible. Eric, what was your grade? For me, Watkins Glen is just a, a. whole different vibe a. of a road course. Yeah, A. Absolutely. A well-deserved A. And yeah, like Absolutely. like you said, like like some of the other road courses, like, yeah, the Roval kind of feels gimmicky. I know, uh, Eric, you're not a real big fan of Daytona Road Course, even though I, I think that one's actually a pretty good road course uh, Roval-type race. But um, yeah, it's just something about Watkins Glen. It's so fast. You have those big sweeping turns, the S's. It just a whole lot of fun the, to the watch. The bus too. stops. The bus like the I love the bus stop. To me, is like they're just fun passing zones because uh-huh. they're you know where they're at, but you they're still hard as hell to do. Yeah. And to get around because the driver's gonna know you're gonna try to pass there, you know, and you kind of have to take some chances, like Larson did with uh you know, that's why I threw on the old, you know, Bell. the old yellow and black here because, you know, him and Christopher Bell like that, you know, and, and like Larson said, they both kind of got into it. But, you know, it produces that kind of racing and, yeah. you know, that aggressiveness when you really need to to take it from somebody, you're going to have to take that position. That turn one at Watkins Glen. And I guess, you know, this is just me armchair quarterbacking, but that turn one in Watkins Glen might be the most exciting turn in all of NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, I don't it's, like it's, it's insane. I yeah. know, I know it's, it's just, it's, it's fresh on my mind. So maybe that's why I'm saying that, but like that and like the heartburn turn at, uh, at the Roval, like yeah. those turns, because it's, it, they're, they're straightaways. Both, they're both very just, easy to lock up your brakes and overshoot yep. the turn. They're you're yep. going in real fast. You're barreling down. No, they you are. They are, are, ex- are making it three wide going into it. Oh yeah. You don't, Times on Sunday, I was literally yelling, "Oh no! Oh, three! Yeah. Ain't gonna work! I'm yelling, ain't gonna work! Ain't gonna work! I'm yelling on my TV, ain't gonna work!" And, and that's the thing about Sunday's race too; it, it did work. We had yeah. like no oh. cautions besides competition caution and, and the stage breaks. Like they kept it clean, and I feel like I didn't see a whole lot of people spinning out besides Brad Keselowski and uh, Joey Logano, and and I think like, one other person. Had that give and take. And, and and as far as when you're in that position as a professional driver, you don't want to give that up. Yeah. But you know, you're that that's where like you have to you have to rely on that other driver next to you. That's why certain drivers like when they race against people that they know because they know they what know kind what of they gift can trust. they're gonna right. So like for all of those drivers to have the trust in each other to be like, hey, you know I'm gonna be here, you know you're gonna hey, if I'm coming in here to let up and like they yeah. kept it clean, and that's just, that's impressive. Uh, every time that that turn, every time I see that turn, all, I I always think about when Jimmy Johnson back before he was Jimmy Johnson, when he, I think he was in the Xfinity series and he was coming down that hill, lost his something snapped on his on his car, and he flew right into that wall at full so, speed and got out on top of the car. That and, the tires was that yes, when he hit the yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I tell you what, Jimmy Johnson has taken some hits. Oh yeah. Like, like some hits. I just, I always think about that wreck at Pocono, how fast he hit that wall. And, uh, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder though, if that's what really ended Jimmy Johnson's uh, career, cause he never won after that. And I feel like he was just shook the rest of his career on that one. Junior, Junior's the only one that came out about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't think all those other guys had trouble with their reflexes and all that. Every time you get in a crash, mm-hmm. you lose a little bit. Because oh, I yeah. wondered it. You know, that's a good point. Like I wonder, like, how does Bobby Labonte, the ex-champion, and this guy, how do they just suck? 
How do they not be able to drive a car? And it's like it's, a crazy fall off too. It just every, happens yeah, out of nowhere. Every time you get hit and all that, and you get rattled around, you don't think so, but your brain's getting rattled. Oh yeah. You know, everything else, your nervous system, everything isn't the same anymore after that. But yeah, Jimmy's been a part of some pretty wicked crashes. Yeah. 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 You go read Dale Jr.'s book that he released a couple years ago about his concussions and everything. You'll, you'll know that it's a very real thing. Oh yeah. yeah. So how about you, Matt? Uh, I'm assuming your grade's about the same, but uh, what was your race grade for this weekend? I gave it an A+. Plus. Um, I, just not to not to just double down on everything that Eric just said, but I'm going to double down on everything that Eric just said. It was it was perfect. Um, you know, another thing, too, that, I, that I've noticed the past couple of years is the uh, MTJ and Chase at that track particularly have had some, like, outstanding battles. Oh, yeah. And uh, this year was no different. That battle... Uh, towards the end there, you know, Chase trying to get around MTJ, MTJ not giving him an inch, you know, that was just allowing Larson, you know, more time to get away from them. Um, I just thought it was awesome. I, 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 I mean, Eric said it's his favorite, uh, uh, his favorite road course. I'm going to double down on that. It's easily my favorite road course. And I probably have it in my top five of overall tracks. It, uh, there's just something about that place that I absolutely love. And, and again, just put on amazing racing. So yeah, an an A plus for me. Can I tell you what a dummy I am? Because so Martin Truex Jr. has been running that paint scheme for a couple of years now. I, f- I forget what the sponsor is. I think the sponsor is Reeves, right? Or Reese's. Re- Reese's? Reese's Fine Foods, maybe? right? Yeah. So the whole entire race at Watkins Glen, I'm watching. I'm like, man, I can go for some ice cream right now. Because the side of the car, it looks like it has a big tub of ice cream. Do you know what that was? It's mashed potatoes. It was a big yeah. tub of mashed potatoes. I had no clue the whole entire time. I'm... Eric Jones is sponsor. Huh? Eric Jones, when he was in the 20 car, yeah. he was sponsored by Reesers. Kenseth was sponsored. Reesers has been with Gibbs for a long time. And Whitey, don't feel bad. I thought the same thing, brother. Yeah. When it first, when that paint scheme first got, I looked at I thought the same thing, I'm dude. Like, I, I, I might even have a, I thought I had a. Like a hero card? I, I Hold I on a second. Of it, but it's at work. I do have one, but it's at work by my desk. The whole time, I'm like, man, I could go for some Turkey Hill ice cream right now. Because I'm like, man, I should go pick up some, I got, some I got uh, cookie dough. Dude, wait, a, wait a second. It's, so you just, you, just, you, just, you just broke news to me, too. because that makes garlic mashed potatoes. I'm looking, at the car, I'm looking at the paint scheme right now. Those cartons of mashed potatoes look identical <laughs> to ice cream. Ice cream container. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! So if anyone, if anyone's listening to us, that's not from our area. We have a convenient, a convenience store chain called Turkey Hill, and um, they're known for their ice cream—really, really good ice cream. And uh, well, Turkey, Turkey Hill is actually nationwide. Uh, they're known as Loafin Jug out in the West, uh, and, okay. and there's some other names for them. But you can get Turkey Hill ice cream pretty much anywhere. I think Walmart sells it nationwide. I but no, yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a local thing. I well, no. It was local. Too. So the dairy is in Pennsylvania. So Turkey Hill Dairy is in uh, Pennsylvania, but it's it's a it's a big chain. Yeah. But if if you Google if if you Google uh, out there, anyone <laughs> listening, Reesers NASCAR, <laughs> yeah. and then you just look at the second Google image of Martin Truex Jr.'s number nineteen, and you look at the side right in front of the rear wheel, there's three containers of what I thought was ice cream. Yeah. Apparently they're mashed potatoes. Who gets mashed potatoes in cartons like that? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Who needs that much mashed potatoes? Maybe for like a family of 14. 
You know, like, uh, what was that TV I, I show? Like a Sam's Club deal. Like, if it's like a Costco, like, where you get, like, a, a you know, Maybe. A, a huge of everything you but, know or maybe it's like a restaurant restaurant supply store or something like that i just know like as i saw that on the internet later on that day and i felt like such a dummy i'm like really it's mashed potatoes it feels those but, it was a sponsor on my driver's car and i thought the same thing bro so don't <laughs> feel bad i swear but those containers of mashed potatoes and now if you immediately after that google turkey hill ice cream and look at the container they have like the red the red yeah. rim on it yeah. looks identical to it. Oh yeah, unbelievable! I uh, so uh, you want know to? I'm glad I'm not the only one. No, no not you, the you only guys one. are making me feel less alone. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. So uh, so yeah. Any any more thoughts on the race grade though? I th- I think. Oh, did you, you were talking Chase and, and Martin Truex Jr. battling yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, that was it. That's all I. That's all I had. Eric said everything I was going to say. Just fantastic race again anytime you you get me to like yell at my tv like oh no ain't gonna make it like stuff like that like involved in the race and it's gonna it's an a for me you know yeah so i i tell you what i'm giving an a also i mean uh, and it's weird too because like thinking about the race i can't tell you many real big highlights throughout the entire race but i know i was glued to the race the whole entire time because like it was such a fast-paced race like i was watching i'm like man we're already 20 laps in. There's only, there's only 40 laps left. Like this thing is going or uh 60 laps left. Like this thing is going quick, you know? And uh yeah, just a nice quick race. I know Matt, you said usually the average time at Watkins Glen's like a little over two and a half hours and two uh, hours. And f- I think it was like two hours and 15 minutes was like the average. And we, again, okay. it was like two hours and 10 minutes today, this weekend. Yeah. So, and it, and you want to know what they did exactly what I wanted. They did all the pre-race stuff, the call to command, before three o'clock three o'clock was the green flag like why can't we do that every single week it you know makes what I it just, so much easier you know what i just noticed not to be self-involved but uh back a couple weeks ago when we did the road america um grades i noticed that every road course this this year i gave it a b plus and that wasn't like that was just by accident yeah so i just yeah. bro- broke my own broke the old the old uh record there and gave it an a plus and that, well, the, it's your favorite course, though, so it makes sense. The yeah. Glenn yeah. broke through. Yeah. 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 No, I, I thought it was great. We saw some great strategies. We saw an exciting finish with Chase chasing down uh, Kyle Larson, trying to make up time after going to the back of the field twice, I believe, right? Because wasn't there... Definitely at the beginning back. of the race, Larson yeah. Back in the beginning, and then he went back again, yeah. Because, like, an issue on pit road, it put him behind, uh, behind the pace and everything. Just tore through the field. It was so much fun. At one point, he was making up a second, a lap, and he was only like 14 seconds down with like, what was it, 25 laps to go or something. Like, I thought he could pull it off, and I was praying he did because I was, again, I know people really don't care about other people's fantasy leagues, but uh, I was watching our fantasy league, and the people, I was in like fifth for the day. Everyone in front of me had Kyle Larson winning. Um, I had Chase as the top Chevy. I had Kyle Busch winning, but I had Chase as the top Chevy. I had Chevy and I had Hendrick winning. So if Chase could pull off that win, like I would get an extra five points that would drop some people 15 points. Like I was looking at a good, good points day in fantasy. So that made it more exciting towards the end of the race. I was cheering on Chase. I'm like, come on, Chase, you could do it. Cut through that traffic. I was getting pissed off at Anthony Alfredo uh, at first. But I'm like, no, hold up, hold up Kyle Larson. You got to hold him up. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Can I also say another thing that I love 
that NBC does is the radio style broadcasts at at these oh. road courses. Absolutely. And they bring in Mike Bagley from the morning from the morning drive on Sirius XM NASCAR radio. It is oh my God. I just think it brings that excitement of radio onto the onto the big screen and it's just so much fun. It's an added it's an added element that I think really, you know, probably helped drive my rating up too. Absolutely. And they, they do it really well too, just passing that baton yep. to each other, like going throughout the whole entire road course. Like I, I love radio style and I'm glad we're getting it again this week for Indy, uh the yep. road course too. So. You know what? We shit on you know Fox in the beginning of this year for their broadcast and how they did some stuff, and yeah. you know we would all praise you know NBC and the way they do it. But you know, yesterday, like you made me think about it a little bit. Why, like when you were talking about you know the um, the battles in the front and like how you didn't have many big highlights. Yeah. I think that's because for once, I think NBC, they didn't really go through the field as all much that, as they could have, as much as they could have that, but I'm not mad at them because the first five cars, you could throw a blanket over them for the whole yeah. entirety of that race. So like that was the show all day long, that was the show all day long. And that's like, what you want the show to be like, too. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're a dry, a fan of a driver that is in the back and and runs mid pack in the twenties like mine. I didn't give two shits about it. Yeah. The racing is so good up front within the first five cars like that. I didn't even notice at first them no. not going to the field because I'm like, this is so exciting. Like I only noticed it after the fact, like you said, when I'm like, damn, I'm like not many highlights, not much to come from. Like, yeah, NBC kind of didn't go through the field, but I'm like, it wasn't their fault. They like, they had didn't to stay really have the- to. Yeah, I mean the the only real thing going on in the middle of the field was uh, Brad Keselowski's uh, the brake failures and whatnot, and uh, I think Eric Jones did spin out. I don't know if they showed it on TV, but I did see it on the, the highlights. I think he spun out right in the bus stop. Going yeah, into the bus. I think Daniel Suarez kind of got into him, and they're like kind of yeah. de facto teammates too. So uh, not not great for those two guys. But um, I'm going to criticize the broadcast in a little bit, though. I love radio style, but I will criticize yeah. something in my records. Do you guys want to jump into the checkers and the wreckers from the weekend? Oh, yeah. All right, Matt, you can go first on the, the checkers there. So my checkers is going to Kyle Larson. Um, not not for winning the race, albeit very impressive what he did. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving it to him because of what he's done with his second chance. Yeah. Uh, last year, he royally screwed up. There's, there's no way around that. Mm-hmm. He did. And uh, I honestly didn't know if there was going to be a future with him in the major series anymore. Because we live in a world where once you get canceled, you get canceled. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was given a second chance. He he took the right paths to make sure that he righted his wrong. And uh, he was brought back into the sport. And he's taken that second chance. And he's absolutely run with it. And so I think I think um, you know all all the all the praise in the world goes to him from me anyway. Um, you know. Like I said, what he did was 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 wrong. Should never be done. But he's made up for it. And uh, with five wins now, sitting pretty for the playoffs, uh, he's got to be the the championship favorite. Um, he's unstoppable right now. So I think he's making the most out of a, a really lousy situation from last year. So that was my checkers. Um, my records is, oh, and I love doing this. My records is going to Penske. Yeah. 
But it's because of the disaster. Whitey, you touched on it a couple times. It's because of the disaster that that two car was on Sunday. You know, Brad obviously knows his way around that track. You know, just look at his history at Watkins Glen. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he, every time they, 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 the camera panned out to him, he, it's because he was spinning out. Um, I, I don't know if I have to go out into my kitchen and get some of the Reynolds wrap and wrap it around my head or what with the tinfoil hat. I think but, he uh, put the hat on. I think but, he uh, is, is Penske sabotaging him? I don't know. I think, it, I think they've been for months to I be honest. because, because I'm, I'm not a tinfoil hack guy, as we've discussed at nauseum before, but I'm starting to believe that that's what's going on, which if that's the case, it blows my mind because when someone is as capable as Brad is uh, of winning a championship and being yeah. a championship contender, I don't care if he's leaving your organization. Like he, he's still in within your walls. Like I know I that this is my thing. I don't think you get that set up as wrong as they got it. There's no, no way. Like how right. do you get a setup that wrong where like you can't even hit your brakes and like they have that uh, brake bias adjuster in the car. And, like, I know it takes a few laps for it to set in, but, like, he couldn't even adjust with that. Like, he was just – that car – he might as well have just went in the garage. If yeah. I was Brad Kozlowski, I would have pulled in the garage and said, fuck you. Like, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I'm done. I, I give yeah. up. You know what? I don't just, feel like finishing this race today, you know? it's It just seems like he was set up to fail that whole race, and I don't know – like, like I don't know if that's the case. I Like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm really hard-pressed to be, like, this, like, tinfoil hack guy, but – it just seems so fishy to me. And then like, and I know for a fact that not just at Penske, but everywhere, once a driver announces that they're leaving to go to a different organization, like they get left out of meetings. Like, Oh yeah. Dale, that's no secret. Dale, yeah. Dale Jr. Yeah. Dale Jr. Talks about it. Like, like from a point of view that I think, you know, he would know he talks about it on his podcast all the time. So it's true. Like they get left out of meetings and stuff like it's ruthless. And I don't know why you would do that. Like that doesn't, I get it. You want to, you don't want to give them the information that you're learning, but like he's still in your walls. He's still competing for you. So I don't know. That's what my records is going to. And that you, you have a sponsorship obligation too to, yeah. to perform too. So you're, yeah. like, you're shooting your own driver into the foot with yep. the sponsors and everything. And, uh, and, and like I said, and, like I said too earlier, we're going to a new car next year. It's all it's all going to be different. Like, what is he going to take away from Team Penske that he already right. doesn't know right. to go to Roush with? You uh-huh. know, like honestly, you know. Yep. Yep. So, so I, I agree. Just, I don't know. But I, I could I could see the tinfoil hat. I think he had some R and D breaks on there. Um, <laughs> I, I think they were trying to some weight reduction techniques or something, and uh, well, they just screwed him up on 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 that one. How about you, Eric? What's your checkers and records for the weekend? Well, coincidentally, um, mine are the exact same as Matt's. Get out of um, here. Different <laughs> reasons. Um, my checkers is going to Kyle Larson, um, as did Matt, but for a different reason. My reason is I shit on Larson in the beginning of the year when he couldn't come through. You know, he was almost there, you know, before he went on his run of wins, he was almost Second there. Place, Kyle, there. you know, and I, you know, okay. He's blowing Rightfully some of these. So pieces, though, you know, and like, okay, here it is. Is this going to be the same old Kyle Larson? And I, I, I really criticized him. And, you know, yesterday, what he did was just, you know, to me, super impressive, you know, not known as a road course guy, but now. He is the almost road road course course guy. And, you know, I'm saying that because Chase Elliott, you know, is the road course guru in the sport right now for sure. Yeah. And for Larson 
to not make a mistake and know that the pressure was on there, to know that he always does just come in second and blows these races, to be able to keep that out of his mind and to be able to not, you know, make that mistake and keep that lead and finish that race, knowing that like he's got to keep this momentum going. And, you know, maybe he did put, you know, this is this is my way of saying I think he's put that old ways behind him. I think he's got over that hump of maybe if he's you want to call it bad now. luck. Or, yes, he is laser focused and I just, it was just very impressive to hold off Chase Elliott like he did, um, you know, and, and, and two, you know, MTJ, he was up there in the front all day too. So like, you know, there's some guys out there that normally put ass whooping, you know, on the field and yeah. he just went out there, he took it to them and, you know, one little mistake going through traffic there. And I, 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 wa- I wanted to jump through my TV and strangle Anthony Alfredo in oh, the yeah, workplace. Oh yeah, because he wouldn't get out of the way. When I saw that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Uh, see, like, are you seriously kidding me? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just thought that really, really, really irritated the shit out of me with what he did there. But, you know, it, Larson didn't let that get to him. He said, OK, this is going to happen. It's racing. There's lap traffic. Yeah, it is what it is. I line. This is hey, he has he's racing, too, for, you know, other stuff. So, yep. Um, I just thought Larson overcoming a lot of his old past, you know, criticisms from myself. Um, really, really, uh, was, was impressive in my eyes. So two things on your checkers, um, Anthony and Alfredo at first, I was going to make Anthony Alfredo, my wreckers for just being in the way. Yeah. And I rewatched the highlights and I'm not saying he was, he wasn't in the right, but he did have a right to, to keep his position because we were, there was like six laps to go. He was fighting to stay on the lead lap. So who knows if a late race caution comes out or something oh. like that. You want to stay on the last on the lead lap. I'll give him a pass on there. Uh, just knowing his history, though, and how uh, how easy exactly. it is for him anyone, to take someone uh, out. You don't you don't yeah. take those kind of chances around the leader. So I, I will I will dog him for that. Um, I'm under the belief in that in those situations where it's like, do you battle the leader to stay on the lead lap and all yeah. that? You have to give up the 100 percent rule and all that. I I don't believe that that needs to be a blanket statement. I believe that is completely situational where with six laps to go at Watkins Glen, Anthony Alfredo, you are not going to win the race. You're not going to, I don't care what the situation is like, like move over. There's a huge battle happening right now and get out of the way. See, but he was, he was battling his own race too. He was, he was in a race with, uh, whatever the 54 was or whatever. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to defend Anthony Alfredo. Like, I don't care. Uh, I could tell you at the point that I think that Kyle Larson won that race and it was on pit road. When he entered pit road for those green flag stops, he was right behind Martin Truex Jr. Who was in the lead at the time. And you watched him just edge his nose in to get his nose right around Martin Truex Jr.'s back tire, just keeping it super tight on pit road. So his pit crew can have that real quick pit stop and get him out in front. He gained the lead on pit road during green flag stop. And that was super impressive. Not only for him to have the wherewithal to kind of push it on pit road and, and keep real close to Martin Truex jr. In that way, but just on his crew, his uh, pit crew to execute perfectly, you know, and then of course to, to weave through traffic the way he did without any mistakes, without locking up his brakes. Like you said, Eric, just, just an all around solid performance from Kyle Larson. Like he was, he was ice cold and you want to know what it kind of pisses me off about Kyle Larson listening to his, uh, his radio. Cause he's not very enthusiastic 
at all. Like after he, after he wins, nope. he's like, yeah, thanks guys. Oh, you guys did a great job. And I'm like, because he wins huh? three times a week. Exactly. And when you win three times a week, you're just like, oh, okay. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I got another one. He won Monday night uh sprint race. It's, so like, yeah, he's like one 21 grand. I, I'm just going to go with 21 grand here. Yeah. And it's like, that that to me is like yeah, winning to him is nothing because it's just it's expected. Like, it, it is it's just yeah, like that's just what yep. he does. Like it's his job, and he's good at it, and he he wins. So it's like I, he thinks he's supposed to do that, you know. Yeah. Just like Al Bush, when he gets mad when he doesn't win, when he comes in second, that's yeah. just a racer being being a racer expecting to win. Yep. But my records, speaking of record and everything. Penske racing. Uh, I almost had Penske as my checkers just because hell yeah. When two Penske guys take each other out, <laughs> that's a great day for everybody. And it's, hap- uh, it's happened a lot yeah, in the past. Yeah. So, um, but once again, for a different reason, um, Penske just overall, I don't know what I was thinking. I know Whitey touched on a little bit, but they fucked my whole fantasy day up, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I believed in them. They were starting one, two. I'm like, okay. I don't know why you believed in them either. When you said go, you started Brad Kozlowski, I was like, that's said, a bad well, move. Because I'm like, I, I started I had, too. I had like six or seven starts for them left. And I go, Brad had a good run. I go, maybe like, maybe they just let everything slide. Now they've got yeah. the information out there. It's out in the open. Maybe they're just going to go and he's going to, he he did run well the, the, the previous week. So I'm like, ah, okay, maybe something's going to happen. And Logano, he's always a sleepy, just, you could throw him in there, guy. Logano is a good road course racer. He is, he is a solid guy. And he just completely just ruined my day. But, you know, I was happy that, you know, when, when Brad started having his issue, I was like, oh, well, here it goes. This is it. It's over. And then when he took out Logano, at first I was pumped, but then I realized I started both of them in fantasy. So for different reasons, Penske fucked my fantasy whole day up, my whole lead up. You guys, like, it was like, I, I went into this week if if I could have got a little bit more, but I ended up coming out, you know, shit end of the stick here. So, of course it was Penske. Yeah, of course it was Penske. Um, I just remembered I, every week I forget to give you the highlights of the Watkins Glen race. We had four cautions for six laps, seven lead changes among seven uh, drivers. Your top five, of course, Kyle Larson, your winner, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, and Denny Hamlin. Um. I just want to get that in uh, before my checkers. That has nothing to do with it. My checkers goes to the uh, command and Tyler Hoover. I don't know if you guys know who Tyler Hoover was or, or, or heard his name before he gave the command on Sunday, but I love his YouTube channel. I've been watching him for a couple of years now. He's He's got Hoovy's Garage on YouTube. He's uh he's an automotive journalist. He writes for I think Jalopnik and, and Auto or Motor Trend and a whole bunch of stuff. I think he had a TV show on Motor Trend Network at one point. His call to command was fantastic, and I didn't even see it live. I saw it on a clip on on the NASCAR Facebook page, and a bunch of uh, old people were complaining because he fell down in excitement after. But he he gave it. He's like drivers start your engines and he fell down and he was like convulsing because he was so excited and i thought he just gave so much presence and excitement like that's what i want to hear i want to hear someone go drivers start your engines i don't want to hear fucking jason biggs like we've been getting during the pandemic literally phoning it in on zoom going hey it's jason biggs uh check out uh cherry's wild 
after the NASCAR race. Oh, and uh, the drivers start your engines. Like we got so <laughs> many bad, bad right. like, call to commands. You're supposed to get whole show started. Yeah, that is build the like excitement. The, what's the circus guy, the ringleader, or whatever the circus. You get everyone fired up. You, the best of all time in my mind is one maybe you guys have heard of him larry mcreynolds yeah you ever you ever see his i think it might have been it might have been daytona or talladega i forget which one it was go, go back and google talladega. i think it was talladega go back and google like when you guys have have time uh larry mcreynolds uh command to fire engines and he just leaned into it and yeah. like like you guys said like that is what needs to happen when you have a command you know what you know who got to to uh 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 do the command for a uh, uh, start of a race? This will exactly. blow you guys away. I don't think I have this wrong, and if I do, he'll let me know. Mark Riley, my father, father? did it for the did it for a truck series about 10, 15, 20 years ago. Really? How, I'm how pretty did... sure. I'm pretty sure he did. He'll let me know if I was wrong, but like I remember that as a child, him doing that. How did they introduce him? Was he is he a part of like an organization or something he that they're to, promoting? He used to work with uh Keystone Automotives, and okay. I think there was a tie-in that way somehow. All right. I'll have to ask him about it once we get off here. Um, but uh yeah, I'm pretty sure he got to do it. Dad, when you listen to this, if you know how to, <laughs> comment on the YouTube page below this video <laughs> and tell your story. Or even like comment on the, the Facebook page when yeah. we post this. Oh, and you want to know what? If you're watching on YouTube, uh, uh, comment your checkers and records. I want to know what the fans thought of the race this Absolutely. weekend. Uh, let us know your race grades, too. Uh, let us know on Twitter and the Facebook page. Um, that was actually all, always one of my dreams, working in radio. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I, I was a night DJ for a few years on a, a local radio station here just outside of, of Pocono. My dream was not to announce the cup race because that's usually a big name, but like do the truck race like, oh, from Froggy 101 FM, Michael D. White. And I get to go, drivers, start yeah. your engines. Hey, no, maybe, to, one day, to... maybe one day they'll have the, the three dudes from the Bump and Run podcast <laughs> do it. You're you never ho- know. Your hosts of the Bump and Run podcast. I, I think that'd be <laughs> phenomenal. But uh, yeah, just it, it, you want to that was my checkers for the weekend. Just seeing that. Also, I knew you guys are all going to have pro- probably Kyle Larson take and something. I want to do something a little different. Uh, Got to give love to uh, radio style, too. We, I already said it. And the 3 p.m. green flag, not a 3 p.m. start time where the show is going on. And then you get a green flag at 16 after. No, 3 p.m. on the dot. Wave that green flag. I hope they learn for the future and for next year, because I thought that was absolutely awesome my wreckers we praise nbc broadcast on here and uh i'm gonna wreck the broadcast for the end of the race because maybe i'm biased because uh i didn't get to see what happened to my guy tyler reddick how he got a top 10 but as soon as kyle larson crossed the finish line they went to his car they show his crew chief they showed fans in the stands and normally i wouldn't care because you kind of see the top 10 coming right behind them. You know how it's going to shake out. But at a road course, they're kind of spread out further along. I would have liked to have seen more of the cars finishing in line because Tyler Reddick coming to the final uh, checkered flag was in 11th. And then all of a sudden he got a top 10 finish. And I had no idea how they didn't tell you how it happened. 
Ross Chastain ran out of fuel. I didn't know if Ross wrecked out. I at first I was trying to figure out well who's in the top ten that's not in the top ten anymore. I'm like going down like oh Harvick's still there. Everyone like oh it's Ross Chastain. I go to Twitter. No one knows. Everyone's speculating. Did Ross wreck on on the last turn? No. He he stu- his, his engine sputtered and he ran out of fuel and he coasted yeah, to the line. Lineup too. Yeah, so did I, and that's why I wanted to know. I really wanted to know because I had him in my fantasy lineup, and I was confused. And like, no one talked about it on the broadcast. No one brought it up. Twitter only mentioned it because it was probably someone like in in at the race who saw it happen. Like that really made me mad, and uh, that's my only complaint of the whole entire weekend. So I guess it was a good weekend. So, I've got an I've got an update. I text I texted Mark. And he said, yes, the Topeka, Kansas Lund 200. So Lund, okay. I think was like, a uh, um, something with automotives, I guess. I, I believe he yeah, wrapped I it at Keystone. The, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So Whitey, I know you're a computer genius. You're really good at finding stuff. The Topeka, Kansas Lund 200. If you can find that video somewhere on the internet, please send it my way. Does he remember what year it was? Um, Probably not. Keep keep the show rolling. I'll see if I can get any more information out of them. All right. I am searching it right now. Oh, speaking of little weird things, I was at the grocery store um, Saturday, and I pull up into the parking spot, and right across from me, I see a Mustang, 1994. You oh, know, yeah. A little red Mustang, a little convertible. Red Mustang, yeah, a little convertible. And, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, that, that's a pretty clean 94 Mustang. I'm like, that thing is like, it's in good shape. Here, I look closer. On the bottom side skirt, it says official pace car of the Indianapolis 500. <laughs> yeah. 1994. Oh. And on the back of the car, there was an actual Indy, the, you know, the wings? Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah. Badge. The badge was on the back of the car and everything. So that's what are the chances sick. that we're going to the road course? But I see at the grocery store the official pace car of the Indianapolis 500 from 1994. That's pretty That's cool. That's sick. Yeah. I always, uh, I always used to like to look at those pace cars. There was a, um, a old, I think it was a 1981. I think that's when they changed the body style of the Pontiac Trans Am GTA. And there's a silver pace car edition that I would always see online. I'm like, man, I, I would love to have that car. I was a teenager. As a teenager, I always wanted a Trans Am. Like that was my big deal. I think when I Billy when I <laughs> what's that? Like Billy Madison. Yeah, hundred percent. No, <laughs> I want it. I want it either a black or a red 1988 uh-huh. Pontiac Trans Am GTA with those gold honeycomb rims on it i think those are the coolest cars ever made and uh one day they keep going up in price too one day maybe i'll own one uh after i go through my midlife crisis i'll pick one of those bad boys up but uh but yeah um matt i i did a quick google search i couldn't find the topeka kansas lund 200 but i did find notes for a craftsman truck series race the Lund Look 275 at Watkins Glen. It was at Heartland Park, Topeka, maybe. 
I, he said he said it was like he 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 thinks it was like early 1992 or something somewhere in okay. that region. But like for whatever reason, I would have bet that would have put me at two years old if it was early 92. Yeah. And I I specifically remember watching it on TV I'm gonna, and like being blown away. So I I want to say it was a little little deeper into the didn't, 90s than didn't 92. The cra- didn't the Craftsman Truck Series start in 1994 or 1995? Yeah, I don't think he's right. But no, I mean, that's- I'm gonna I'm gonna do some searching. I'm gonna do some deep. You're digging. really good. You're really good at at at, at doing the in- investigative work. So hope- see what you can find. We'll we'll try to wrap a bow up on this uh, for next week's episode. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I'll have an answer for you guys for next week. Um, that's pretty Thanks. much all. That's pretty Go much ahead. all I have for Watkins Glen, though. Do you guys have anything else to add for Watkins Glen? That's all I had. All right. Yeah. No. If you missed out. That's on you. Yeah, yeah. great race. Yeah. I think uh, I think we all have to go to Watkins Glen next year. Yep. Matt, Agreed. I know I know you usually take vacation in early August. I think we got to all clear the table. Um, in in twenty or no in twenty nineteen. What's my that? Were there. They were Snapchat me. My buddies from New Jersey. They were there. Oh, who's they your buddies from Jersey? It's uh, Lance and somebody. Lance. Yeah. Yeah. What they what they say about it? Oh, they loved it. They thought it was great. You know, um, our the buddy crowd PJ's- was. Yep. Yeah, PJ PJ yep. was there, so you know we had some we had some listeners out there, you know, at, at the race. So um, we had some boots on the ground up there. Yeah, I think we definitely have to make a point to get there. Yeah, next yeah. next year, I think I think we gotta do the whole camping experience of a Watkins Glen. Uh, I th- I think it'll be a whole lot of fun. Hopefully, Listen, maybe maybe we could convince all our buddies that we got to go to Pocono or go to Watkins Glen. It's only two and a half hour drive. It's not bad at all. I don't so. think it'll be that hard. No. After 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 this past vacation and being in 100 plus degree temperature for five days, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I'm getting a vacation in earlier in the summer next year. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, completely understandable. Yeah. Ho- hopefully next year it's not as hot as it's been this week in Pennsylvania and New York as it was uh, this week uh, for yeah. next year. But since that is it for Watkins Glen, let's put a bow on it and tell you who came in last place. Here on the Bump and Run podcast, every podcast talks about the winner. We just did it. But we also like to highlight the last place driver, James Davison. He is from Australia. Uh, He was from the Australian Supercar Series. I think he is a fantastic road course racer. He just had a rough day. His day ended with an electrical issue. Surprisingly, he was the only driver not to finish the race on Sunday. Everybody else finished the race. He was the only one due to electrical issues. Of course, he runs for Rick Ware Racing, so no shocker there. Hopefully, he's one of those guys that I would like to see move into maybe not a a top-tier ride, but move up to a better uh, lower tier ride and, and hopefully show, show what he could do with, with some better equipment. I, I feel like he would run really well in uh Corey LaJoy's Spire number seven, which he has done nothing, uh, this year. In fact, I forgot Corey LaJoy was even on track this week. I don't think I saw him once, but that is the last place driver. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see who comes in last place next week because we move on to, the Indy road course, but first, how much time we got? We got about an hour. We're about an hour, 10 minutes in. Let's do some pick of lanes. Uh, we teased the all-star race one. I feel like that's going to be too long to get into today. Let's just do some quick ones. Um, the NTT Indy car. Oh, pick a lane segment. This is where I give you a topic. The choose cone is out. You could choose either way how you decide. And uh, we'll debate it a little bit. The NTT <laughs> Indy car racing series. 
will run a few races exclusive to the Peacock app next year. Now, it is no secret NBCSN is going away at the end of the year. Um, IndyCar is going to be running a lot of races on the USA Network and NBC's uh, mothership station. I assume NASCAR is going to be doing the same deal. They have four races that are going to be exclusive to NBC's streaming service, Peacock, which I believe you have to pay for, but you can get free with most cable providers. It's not really a big issue if you have a cable package, and I'm sure most NASCAR fans do to watch NBCSN and FS1 races to begin with. Should NASCAR go full streaming? Do you see that in the future, or do you think that... um? Do you think that the age age range in the audience is going to keep it where it needs to stay on network television and cable television? Or do you think uh, the later generations, the older generations will move to streaming to watch the races? Um, honestly, I'm not against it going to streaming services. And, and, and here's why. Let me let me explain. And mm-hmm. maybe you guys will agree with me. Maybe, maybe you'll disagree with me. I pay an astronomical amount of money for cable. And honestly, literally the only thing I have cable for is for live sports. It's all I watch anymore. Uh, I I used to watch, you know, I know, you know, we always talk about, you know, discovery with, with shark week. I watch shark week and all that, but literally besides like maybe shark week, like it's almost exclusively live sports is the only reason why I have cable. Um, if we were to go, forward, which I think not only NASCAR, but I think every major sporting uh, series is, is going to eventually be a, uh, go to streaming services, whether it's on their own app or, or, you know, uh, like a an, ESPN bundle, an ESPN plus yeah. and, you know, a bundle deal with, with networks. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of streaming coming up in the next five or 10 years. I just think that's the way we're going. Um, and if that's the case, I'm actually okay with it because if I'm spending, you know, most of these most of these streaming services, um, like you said, Peacock, ESPN Plus, they're only four or five bucks a month, which isn't bad. You break yeah. that down over a year, and it's still less money than what I'm paying for uh, per month in cable. Yeah. So, so I would actually be okay with it. What do you guys think? How about you, Eric? What yeah. do you think? I'm not going to disagree with anything you said, Matt. I, um, you know, I don't have cable. Um, I, 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 I have internet. That's it. Yeah. I have Xfinity and I stream. So I have the Fox sports app. And as long as I have internet, I have the Fox sports app. I can watch my races on Fox. Then when it goes to NBC, I watch it on the NBC sports app, mm-hmm. you know? So like I get my NASCAR there, but my football and other stuff, it's a little trickier. I'm not going to lie. Do I, go to Reddit and do I pirate everything I watch pretty much? <laughs> yes. But that's the internet. It's 2021. If you ain't frigging stealing streams and you ain't living. Yeah. So I mean, you're a Jaguars uh, fan too for football. So you're not, you're not yeah. watching those on an antenna in the, no, the local network. No. They're not showing those games right. unless they're playing uh, the Eagles, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So I do just stream and you know, it, it kind of backfired on me a little bit um, over the summer because I don't get CBS anything. They didn't have, like, they're at whatever. I couldn't watch the SRX series. Yeah. I could not find it. I have the fire stick. I have, you know, all, it was, I could not find those races anywhere besides rabbit ears. I would have to hook rabbit ears up to the TV and, you know, kind of get it that way. But, yeah. um, I think the way the sport's going, I think we are getting a lot of new younger fans 
I'm not necessarily convinced that that would be the reason why. Um, I think geographically, I think it's an issue. Um, certain places can't get the internet connection That's that true. cable could get to right now. So, in fact, I think certain- there's, there's a lot of places in the United States people don't realize they don't even have access to cable. Uh, yeah. A lot of yeah. people listen on either satellite radio, on NASCAR radio, and the MRN broadcast. A lot yeah. of people have to listen because of it. They have know? to listen with satellite because that's the only way that they could get it. Yeah. Right, right. So that would be my only issue. But um, I don't know if they're planning on doing this anytime soon. So I think they could get the, I mean, well, hey, not to get this, political, but, you know, they passed an infrastructure bill. So, like, hopefully maybe we get a little let's infrastructure. Let's get some internet everywhere. Let's get some high-speed fiber going. Let's get, yeah, if you want, you know, since TV is such a, a big part of these monies, these deals, and these, oh, yeah. you know, big networks, hey, let's get your programming and your, you know, your, your, your voice out to everybody because, you know, that would be my only concern is the – you know, the locations of some of these people. But other than that, I'm with you, Matt. I, I would be fine with it because I do it. I'm looking for an excuse to cut my cable, man. I'm just, I'm like, I'm, well, I'm itching to cut it. Cause it's, it's, a, it's, it's my biggest bill that I have besides, you know, my actual, you know, more rent and mortgage, you know, it's my biggest bill that I have. And, and if like, I know like Notre Dame is even, uh, they're, they're doing, they have an NBC deal. They've, they've had an NBC deal for decades and, and they're even doing a streaming game. That's going to be specific to, uh, Peacock. Yeah. So like they're even jumping into it. So I, it's only cool. a matter of time. Our school sports is actually going to be yeah. getting into it with the major league baseball. Yeah. So they're going to strike a deal with major league baseball to just stream games. So here we have, um, you know, a website, essentially, you know, a sports website slash media powerhouse in the sports world going to stream major league sports. So yeah. like you never know where that could go down the road and who could sponsor you know, like someone might come into NASCAR and be like, Hey, like, um, we could get this to a majority of your fans if we stream it and we'll keep it cheaper so that if they do need to watch or get this subscription, it's not going to be a burden on the fan. So, um, you never know how this is going to go. I think streaming is in the future. Maybe not now. I think in five, 10 years. Yeah, definitely. I already I already pay five ninety nine a month for the NASCAR app to listen to the scanners, so I wouldn't mind paying a little extra to watch the races too. And Matt, whatever you do, please, 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 do not cut that cord because I know me and Eric both use <laughs> your login to log Yo, into the FS One and the NBC app. So when I move and I get and I get. I'm on Dana's. I'm on Dana's now. I'm on Dana's oh, now. Okay, yeah. you're on your girlfriend's. Yeah. I'm yeah. still using yeah. Matt's every week. Whitey, so. Whitey, when I move and I and I get Comcast and I switch over, I'm gonna I'm gonna start charging you monthly, buddy. I won't give you the password. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to what? I'll, I'll find it somewhere else. Don't worry. I, I got I got more friends than uh, than just you with cable. I, I'm sure I can pull some strings somewhere. I I kid because I love you, buddy. You know you you know you'll get the uh, the Riley special. Oh yeah, I appreciate that. Stream one way or another, Whitey. Well, you know, you know what kills me, and uh, this is a little personal note. My girlfriend has cable. Her cable box doesn't work, and she won't call Comcast to get a replacement. I'm like, you're paying all this money for cable and internet, and you can't even watch cable. She's like, well, I just watch streaming stuff. I go, yeah, but you're paying for it. It just it makes me so sad sad to to waste the money. 
Yeah. I was honestly, I was thinking about that today. I'm like, I got, I got to get, a, I got to get a cable box over there. It's driving me nuts. My mother has cable too. I could always steal her password. She just doesn't know it. She's got, she's an older woman. She's got everything written down in a little uh, notepad somewhere. So I got to figure out what her login and password is so I could steal the cable stream. Um, but I, I digress. I, I would, I would like to, uh, to move to a streaming app though. The problem is when everyone starts doing streaming apps, it becomes more expensive cable to, uh, to sign up for everything. So I could see, see that becoming an issue in the future. But if they'd struck a deal like Peacock or something and it was viable, I'd watch all the races online. Um, let's see. Next topic. We were just coming off. This was the first race that we had in a couple weeks because, well, because the Olympic breaks, there was a, a two week break because, of course, NBC has the full rights to the Olympics. They broadcasted 24 hours a day on all their different networks. So there was no time for NASCAR. NASCAR got pushed away and the drivers seemed to enjoy because they got a two week vacation. Essentially the teams got some time off and, and I was just wondering, should we have a two week break every summer? Do you, do you think the break was good for the sport at all? Um, I see you shaking your head. I'm going to say no. Um, I think for the drivers, I think they enjoy it. Um, I just, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, the schedule is going to be released. And I think that depends on whether or not they could get a two week break or not. Yeah. Um, we're going to find out this year with the way the schedule's going um, with this two week break. Olympics obviously was the reason for that. But we'll see how this shakes out with these races late in the season and the weather that they have to encounter. And you know, if we want to keep changing the schedule, yeah, you can only be at certain tracks at certain parts of the year. So, like, yeah. yeah, the two week break is nice, but then you might always have to run certain races at certain times of the year in the schedule, and it might cause schedule conflict. Okay, that might be the only thing that I could think of. But like, I think for the drivers, I think they enjoy it. Me, I hate it because ah, anytime in this world and environment. Once one thing stops, everything else keeps moving forward. So, yeah, even though it's only two weeks, I did kind of fall out of my groove, you know? You know, my wheels fell off the track a little bit there in those two weeks. And, you know, it kind of, it just took me out of a groove that I was really enjoying being in as a fan. And as, you know, you know, doing this show with you guys, it really kind of put a little twist on everything. It kind of shook us a little bit. So, um yeah, I think we're still recovering from it too, to be yeah. honest with you. you know? I think and so I know, too. I know once, once, I mean, especially once Daytona gets here for that, for that last race of the regular season, our blood's going to be boiling, ready, ready, you know, ready for it. But it's been kind of hard to get back into it. And yes, Watkins Glen was amazing. And I ain't, I'm not taking a, a thing away from that. And I, I'm not trying to talk out of both sides of my mouth by saying it's one of my favorite tracks, but also saying like, it's still just a road course. Cause it was an amazing race that, yeah. that being said, like, it's it's hard going back to back road courses. Like I'm not thrilled about Indy this week. I'll, I'll just say that I'm not thrilled and, about uh, it either. I I I would have liked to see them. You know, maybe throw Michigan in between these two. So we're not going back to back. But I digress. Um, yeah, just I I'll be honest, Eric. You kind of talked me off of my point. I, I was gonna say I'm not against it either. The only way I'd be okay with it is if all other bye weeks were gone. They had they had it straight from right. Daytona, leading all the way up to the two week break, and then uh, and then after the two week break, I mean, it was 
back into it all the way to the end of the season, which I, I guess that, they kind of... We, we only <laughs> had one week off since Daytona, though, and that was Easter. Normally, we have two. Normally, we have Easter and Mother's Day, and, yeah. and they got rid of the Mother's Day one. So, yeah, like, we, we did. We we had a lot of races right in a row. I'd rather, um, but you know what though? Like looking back on it, like I would rather go back to that. Give me a, give me, give me a one week off late spring. Give me another week off one week off yeah. in the middle of the summer. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. and then let's, let's ramp it I up. For, for the, weekend breaks. Right. But just like two of them, like just yeah. instead of like a, a yeah. one, one, two week stretch. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like you said, Eric, it, it's been hard to kind of get back into it. Um, the two week break really killed me. Love the Olympics, but that's not every year. It's every four years in the summer. So I hope that that's not part of their, uh, their plans next year. Yeah. I, um, I'm bored. I, I enjoyed it, but I will agree. It did kind of kill the momentum, you know? Uh, so I like the compromise where maybe we have a week off, uh, in between, uh, the end of June and the 4th of July race or something, you know, or, or the, the week off after the 4th of July kind of just something to break up because, because in previous seasons, like we had two days off early on, we, we would have mother's day and then you'd have Easter and they're both kind of close to each other. And we didn't even have mother's day off. It was a Saturday night race the day before mother's day. We just had the Sunday off. So I would, I don't know. I, I like the break just to recharge. Even as a fan, it was nice to, to do something my, else. The problem is, is wet noodle or is it actually three weeks off though? Uh, no, it was just two weekends, two weekends, but, but there's an extra week in there though. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, technically, like, yeah. Well, we have well yeah, weekends. technically it's three full weeks, but there's it was two weekends. Weeks, yeah. But it's two weekends. So like, oh, yeah, yeah when you have one weekend off. That's actually two weeks. So like this two weekends in a row was three that's weeks, actually three full weeks of nothing. That's, yeah. And I, that's where it gets me. We're thinking I, as weekends. But you're actually you, there's that it's whole the beginning of the week. Yeah. Too, you know? I think I think the major problem for us, too, there was no real news going on. Um, I was checked out from like listening to NASCAR radio for the last two weeks. I was uh, I was listening to other podcasts and everything. So I will give you that. It does kill the momentum. But I, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I just I feel like it was nice having a, a weekend to do something too, like a, like a Sunday free in the middle of the summer. Uh, like, you know? I feel like, I feel like this two week break was like when, if you take Wednesday off of work. Yeah. See, I like to take Wednesdays off of work though. The, play, the playoff, the playoffs are right here around the corner. Yeah. Why not have a, why not have a one week break? Like right after Daytona before the playoffs start, you know what yeah. I mean? Like do it. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that though. I want that momentum from Daytona going into the playoffs. I, I think that's how you kill momentum. I think that's actually Eric. What I have written down here too. If, if we're also going to do it, I want it like at the end of the regular season, give a two week break and then let's get right into the playoffs. But Whitey's right. Like I don't want to lose that momentum. Like yeah. we're going to have coming off of Daytona, no matter what happens, whether it's insane, if anything, it's, it's just going to roll us right into right the, in. the playoffs. I think if anything, you have that break the, the weekend before Daytona. That way you already, you're going in, you're like, okay, well we have a cutoff race here coming up. We got one week off. The teams could kind of recharge or they could double down and get working on that Daytona car. Make sure it's ready. Your last chance for the playoffs kind of builds 
for the fans because they're like, oh man, I can't wait for Daytona next week. It's the end of the playoffs. Anything could happen. We have that surprise winner like we had last year with William Byron. Hopefully it's Tyler Reddick this season. Like you never know, just sliding that in there. But I think that's how you keep the momentum going before the playoffs. I think if you ended after that cutoff race, then you're killing all your momentum going into uh, into Darlington and and that I long weekend. That, though, it's got to stay at well one week at a time. I don't yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think I think, I think that's a unanimous that. decision. Yeah, I think I you're right. The two weekends podcast. was too long. Yep, agreed. All right, the last pick a lane I have, and we've kind of touched on this throughout the months of doing the podcast. Watkins Glen was a nice fast race, getting in in two hours and eleven minutes. 3 p.m. green flag. It started immediately, right on time. Um, and then it was done by 5.30. Like, we, the sun was still out. Was got to go perfect. out. Got to go out and had a nice dinner. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, is it time to shorten the length of races? We've seen it yeah. at Pocono. They've shortened the racing lengths, and it's created better racing. Is it time? And I'm not going to say you don't touch the crown jewels. You don't touch the Daytona 500. You don't touch Darling, like the Southern 500, the Coke 600. That all stays the same. But for a regular like four hundred mile race, so you cut down that that down to like three fifty, three hundred miles. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, a thousand percent. We've all said it. We all agree. You know, there's there's, I I actually had to, I saw like the I was looking on Sunday like oh I, I need to know you know what exact time is green flag because I was on vacation. I just I just needed to like kind of plan out the day. Yeah. And uh, I kept seeing three o'clock, three o'clock, and I'm like no, but like what time is actual the green, green flag? flag. So I always do that and, math. Uh, I hate it. And Pete Pistoni from the morning drive always sends it out. So he was like my last re- re- resort. I went to his Twitter and uh, he was like, you know, PSA public, you know, P- uh, green flag is actually at three o'clock today. Yeah. Like, okay. I guess it's at three and I'll be damned. It, it, they were, they were going green at three o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it's, so pretty much they, they proved that it could be done both shortening the race and getting it in at the scheduled time. It's supposed to start. Yeah, And I think the least they could do, because I agree with you, Matt, everything you said, you nailed it. But I'll add one thing. If they don't want to do that and shorten the races, if they want to do something first to try it out, get rid of the, the stage cautions. Let it go green. Yeah, Don't have the, those cautions. That'll even save time. You know yep. what I mean? Like, just, so, hey, have the points, everything there, but just don't throw that yellow. Just let it let it happen yep. as it is. You know, yep. that'll save time. Because like, like what I said, like, Without those stage cautions, Watkins Glen, there's two ca- there's only two cautions. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, it would have that, that race might have been an hour and forty five minutes. I completely agree with you. They they uh they bang that drum once again. We bring it up. I bring it up all the time. The Dale Junior download. They talk about that all the time. Where you know just throw throw the flag where it's you know you know it's it's the end of the stage. You've got your points. Keep on racing. Don't throw a caution. Right. Just right. throw just the green and white checkers, just count, count the points point. and keep it going. I, and I, I tend to kind of lean towards like, I don't mind that idea, but NASCAR loves to bunch those cars up yeah. and yeah. get them going again. So yeah. I don't think that's going anywhere. Yeah. No. And that is a great point. They do love that. So, yeah. I mean, restarts are exciting. I'm not going to deny that they're not. Yep. I do enjoy them. Like you said, turn one at Watkins Glen, you get those restarts coming down in there. If they're there was seven three wide. Top, if there were 17 cautions, there were 17 opportunities that we would see them squeezing into that turn one. So, um, and, and I'm sure that's what a lot of people would talk about too. So I get that point. Um, but I'd like to see them do it. Yeah. Shorten no, the time up. 
I agree. The only problem is like I like consistency, and if you do one thing for a road course, like I, I feel like it's unfair not to do it at like uh, at an oval, you know. So oh, I'm talking in general. Just I am too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I am too. Yeah. I'm, I, yep, yeah. Yep. I so get rid of stage not... cautions altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, keep so... the st- keep the stage points and everything. Yeah. Just get rid of the cautions. I see. I hear you. The only problem is they do love to bunch those cars up together. Yeah, they're not going to do it. And it's, I, it's not going anywhere. And that's when you get those debris on track, phantom cautions and stuff. Like, they've been doing yeah. that for years. Yeah, so. it's not going anywhere. I guess you're right. You either get the, the, the phantom debris caution or you get a stage caution. One's going to come no matter what. Yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR is going to let that play out the way the they want it to play out. Cautions, the, the phantom debris cautions have all but gone away, if gone away, if you've noticed right. it. Oh, like, yeah. they, right. That doesn't happen it's, much I at know. all. It's crazy. It, yeah, wait, wait, where's that? Get that tinfoil back yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Down the, yeah, write that down. We I we should get into that a little bit more. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that one for the uh, the off season. Maybe um, <laughs> we're not going to get to the playoff or uh, not the playoff, the all star format and the uh, the Olympic style events that we want to do. We'll save that for maybe next week. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get to next week. I don't know. It depends on time. But we are getting late in the day. Let's get into next week and the preview. We are heading to Indianapolis, not for the Brickyard 400, but the Indy Road Course. We're going to be road course racing for the second week in a row. Xfinity on track Saturday 4 p.m. on NBCSN for the Pennzoil 150 at the Brickyard. And then Cup is going to be on track uh-huh. 1 p.m. There it is. There it at is. At the brickyard. Yes, 1 p.m. Oh, so they're 1 proving PM. that they could do they're there proving that they could do it at one o'clock. On NBC, the mothership for the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard. Um practice on Saturday, 11 a.m. and qualifying Sunday morning, 9 a.m. We got practice and qualifying for this race. Of course, none of none of the cup stars have been to the road course um except uh, a couple uh uh, Xfinity guys that moved up. Chase Briscoe has experience from last year. They rode the they drove the road course in the Xfinity Series race last year. Uh, Austin Sindrick going to be moving up for one race, his final race of the Cup Series. But other than that, a complete unknown for the Cup Series, which means Matt, I don't think you have any stats this week, do you? Uh, I don't. I have some some betting odds and everything. I do have one stat though that this freaking race is going to be over by like four p.m. on Sunday. Which That's will amazing. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, not a lot of stats because we have nothing to pull from, right? Just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's 14 turns. Uh, it's just under two and a half miles in length. There's a couple long straightaways, some hard breaking zones. So it it, uh, definitely has the chance to produce some good racing. We just don't know because we've never seen the cup guys there. Um, but I mentioned betting favorites. Uh, so I'm going to just get into that. Um, you have, at 20 to 1 odds, you have a tie with Austin Sindrick, AJ Allmendinger, and William Byron. So I think, uh, you know, if you want to throw a dollar, every dollar down, you get you get 20 out of it. So I think maybe, those aren't maybe, bad. Maybe bet on William Byron. Uh, yeah. I think, that, I think that's a good bet. It's not not bad. Uh, Joey Logano and Christopher Bell, 15 to 1 odds. Another ones that you might want to think about throwing some money down on. Even Denny Hamlin, 12 to 1 odds. Um Kyle Bush, 10 to one odds. So you, you have a chance to make some good money here. If you're, if you're willing to throw some down and then your heavy favorites, uh, MTJ 11 to two odds, yeah. Kyle Larson, 11 to four odds. And then th- these might be the best odds I've seen at any track this year here. Here's chase Elliott at 21 to 10 odds. So, um, 
choose wisely. Um, I actually won this week. I'm looking at the grid right now, and I freaking won. I won? I won the money. I won the money. The money is mine. I won. I won the money. I love that movie. I think that's the best vacation movie of them all. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, it was a tight one on points, though. Martin Truex Jr. scored Matt 44 points, so he was the big winner this week for our picks. Uh, Eric, picked Kyle Bush. He got you 39 points. I picked Chase Elliott. He got me 38 points. So me and Eric were just separated by one single point. I can't believe none of us. Well, I mean, I can't believe none of us thought to pick Kyle Larson. He's been dominant all year long. He did win a road course at road Atlanta not too long ago or not road Atlanta road America. Oh, my Lanta. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was going to be the chase Elliott show, but that means I get to pick first. Um, I want to pick Chase again. No, wait a second. Chase won Road America. Did he? Yeah. Where Kyle, Kyle Larson won Sonoma. 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 He was out there drinking some wine and his wife yep. was shot, shotgun and beers. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. So I came in last barely uh, with Chase. I'm going to pick Chase again, but not Elliot. I'm going to pick Chase Briscoe. Uh, as as a dark horse because he's run really well in road courses. He got himself a top 10 finish at Watkins Glen. He placed ninth. Uh, he was near the front of the pack for a little bit there. And uh, he loves Indy. He is an Indy guy. Of course, he uh, he's a big Tony Stewart fan growing up as a kid. Always dreamed of racing at the Brickyard. And uh, he has that Xfinity Series race experience from last year. I know they're getting practice and qualifying, so that might be erased um, by that, uh, what little advantage he might have going into it. But I just feel like, I feel like if we're going to have a dark horse winner, it's going to be him. Um, So we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Eric Almarola won at New Hampshire a couple weeks ago, so anything is possible. How about you, Eric? Who are you picking? I'm going to go um, Redemption Weekend. Reason I wore this shirt. I think C. Bell. Okay. There's a reason he's not responding to Kyle. He's trying to just not let it. Just he's it's all business from this point forward. He knows what it's got to get done. And I think he's going to go out there and I think he's going to get it done. It's going to put up a show. All right. Um, I like it. I. I really wanted to pick either Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, or Martin Truex Jr., and all three fell to me. So now it's like, who do you pick now? You know, like you have I'll all take, the you have all the options. I know. Uh, I'll tell I you one. I pick William Byron. I'll tell you that. I, 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 for some weird reason, I just think like new tracks, weird things. I think like younger is the way to go. I mean, William I, I, Byron I, I, got a sixth place finish in Watkins Glen this past week. I know. I know. Christopher Bell got what. seventh and that was after getting, getting into I, that dust I, up. So we have, we have practice and qualifying. I'm going, I'm going with the guy who loves practice and qualifying. I'm going, oh, Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush. going with the candy man. You know I don't know. I don't love that pick. I don't love that pick. I don't. I think it's a good pick, but I'm going with him. If I didn't pick him last week, I was going to pick him this week. Yeah, so, I'm going with him. Back to back, Candyman. So the, the only Candyman can. The only reason why I didn't pick Chase Elliott was because I picked him last week. Uh, that's right. why I went yeah. with Chase Briscoe. I wanted to do something different from last week. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, no, I mean, Kyle I, I Busch. I was Kyle Busch two weeks ago, and he got me a point. Kyle, a point. He single what? point. Kyle Busch was. And, and I pick him, he gave me 39. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got yeah. fourth place. And you want to know what? You're right, though. He loves practicing qualifying. And uh, if if any if anyone, I mean, any any of these guys, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, they could all win here easily. We could be talking about Denny Hamlin getting his first win of the season. We could be talking yeah. about Kevin Harvick getting a win at Indy. He got yeah. a top 10 this past week. He got a top 10 this past week. <laughs> like it could happen. You don't That's know. Okay. I feel, right. I feel like this race is either going to, it's going to fall into one of the regular hands, like a uh, Martin Truex Jr. Or Chase Elliott or a uh, Kyle Larson, or it could be, uh, it could be anybody. I don't know. Hey, I'm going with C bell. Just like Daytona road course. They weren't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? New, newer course on the track. And, you and the young guns, I think the young guns are the ones that are going to figure it out and, and, and get the win here. Eric, 15-1 odds, too. Make Let's some good go. money if you put some, some bucks on them. We'll see what happens. It should be interesting. We will break it all down on Monday. But first, let's give a quick little playoff grid update. So far, we are 23 races in. Only three races to go until the playoffs. We have 13 different winners there is only three open spots will the will tyler reddick point his way and he made up some ground in watkins Glen. he's 15 points to the good i'm very happy about that we'll see if the luck continues but right now locked into the playoffs it is michael mcdowell christopher bell william byron kyle larson martin truex jr ryan blaney joey logano alex bowman brad kozlowski kyle bush chase elliott Kurt Busch and Eric Almarola all have wins on the season. They are locked in as of now. Could Chase Briscoe pull the upset, knock Tyler Reddick out of the standings and move himself into the playoffs? Will MTJ get his fourth win of the season? Will Kyle Busch go for win number three? We will find out 1 p.m. Sunday NBC for the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard at the historic Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And we will break it all down Monday night right here on the Bumper Run Podcast for Matt, the Statman Riley, for Eric Daytona Ron. We'll talk to you next week and have a good night. Boom.